0: Welcome, investigator. Evil is on the rise. Crime is escalating. Our mission is to eliminate the crime by exposing evil, examine why it manifests, and highlight the brave souls that confront it every day. Join us as we work together to bring justice to every victim. Welcome to All Things Crime. Here's your host, Jared Bradley.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll throw a little uh, tidbit out at you. <laughs> I, I deal with crime labs a lot and. There are not all of them, but there are crime labs that I know of that literally spend ninety percent of their time getting ready for inspections, as opposed to actually processing cases. So if you think of like yeah. you know we, a few years ago when we had all those rape kits that you know were d- discovered, were just sitting on on shelves, and there mm-hmm. I, I know of one particular agency in Texas that had over thirteen thousand untested rape kits. Well. When you have backlogs like that, and then you compound that with the fact that most of the time the analysts aren't even processing those cases they're actually you know getting their paperwork in order and and getting ready for an inspection. it's like yeah you know you you just create these these bureaucracies and these 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 complete inefficiencies that slow everything down because a lot of times and I, and I've known. Of other cases where a, a woman was raped, they sent the rape kit in. It took over eight months for that rape kit results to get back, which proved that the guy did rape her. And in the meantime, he had he had raped three more women.
2: Yep, and that's, yep. you know
1: it's it, it's the same I think for children because again, children are in the even a, a higher risk category in my opinion than and women are because they're not adults yet. And so, if they have somebody that's either abusing them, well, it doesn't matter if it's physically or sexually then right as the investigation goes on, if that person is back out on the street, then that child I can't imagine you know the the kid just has to be petrified, and that's where i I was just so excited to to learn about you guys and you know you always think of you know the big brother type thing of. of you know, if my, if my little brother is getting picked on in school, you know, I'm going to just drop by the school and, and talk to that kid and, and make, make it stop. Well, you guys are kind of the, the, you know, the biker version of that, which is fantastic. You know, it's, and, and I, I know you guys, it's not your, it's not your mission to intimidate. It's just your, your mission is just to make it stop. And so that the process can continue in the way that it should without that child living in fear. And, and I love on your, on your website, it actually says no child should live in fear. So that's just fantastic. So Cookie, why don't you tell me, and, and Nitro, you can follow, tell me about the favorite time that you met a child and you were able to help that child with whatever problems that they had.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's hard. they're all unique and special in their own way. I I think the, the one that I, I remember most is it it was a recent case and, you know, we had to take this, this girl to to court and it was a long, it, it was like a four day court case. And we're just there 12 hours every day. And afterwards she came up to us and she wanted to give us something. And just to think it's like, you know, we, we don't need anything. We're, we're here to support this kid, but just the mindset of this, you know, I think she's thirteen, you know, years old, thirteen-year-old girl that just went through this whole entire court case was able to tell her story, have her day in court, watch this guy get put in handcuffs and and taken away, and watching her, just the look in her eye, knowing that I at least don't have to worry about this guy for the next fifty years. Could, you know? Can I
1: ask what what he was doing? I mean,
0: without you know, su- lots of details, but. I mean, nit- nitro is a, I just don't want to overstep boundary. I mean, it's just bad stuff, man. It, like yeah. you let your imagination. But let me put it this way. You can't unhear things when you go into court. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's like, you, you know, you think of this from the perspective of a child and, it, you know, it's like, well, where did, you know, he, they're going through all these questions. Where did he touch you? How did he touch you? How many fingers did he use? You know, and, and you're sitting here and we can't make a face. You got to sit here and look straight at the wall, not be able to say anything because you can't do anything out of place. It could be intimidation. They could throw the whole case out. So you literally have to sit there and listen to this. And it's, it's the worst of the worst. I know Nitro has been in in the organization much longer and there's some, some horrific cases that have come across. Some of them are national attention cases where it's just like the unimaginable things that these people do. And you're just looking at this, this, this little child. And it's like, yeah, as a parent, you know, it's watching them be able to be empowered to tell their story. That's the fill the cup moment. Watching them change from the minute that they're hiding behind their parent and they see 15, 20, 35, 40 bikes show up for the first time and they're and they're not hiding anymore. They're not timid. They're out there making, we had one, one kid the other day, he read someone's name tag and was like, you don't know how to spell right. You know, and so it's like for for a child to come from a place of of, of yeah. feeling so scared that they can't even talk about it or or fearful. to so the the ability to come around and you know be sarcastic and and make fun of the adults with all of our crazy names, you know, it it is a sign of that healing taking place. And and when fear's not there, the counselor's job is easier. When when fear's around, the therapy stops. They can't progress. If fear is present. So that's the, the, I guess the biggest thing in my takeaway is just seeing those little minute changes, just in, just in the look of their eye where they, it's a weight lifted off their chest. And, and it's something that, you know, unless you're there and, and can see from start to finish, when, when we show up for the first time, you wouldn't notice it unless you're physically seeing them and just the, the, the presence that they have after uh, we show up and be involved in their lives. So. Yeah. Before,
1: before you, uh, tell your story, Nitro, in the video, it shows, like you said, 30, 40 bikes showing up and they're all parked there on the street. And then you guys all walk across the street to where the, the mom and the child are sitting there or you know, standing there in their driveway. Is that that first encounter? Is that pretty typical? What, what you guys do?
2: Yeah, the first encounter basically is getting that phone call, and then our child liaison and part of the the board will go and make sure that it's a legitimate case. It has to be a legitimate case. We we do get phone calls that says, you know, I'm going through a divorce. Can you come beat up my husband? And it's like, no, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it was so it has to be a legitimate case. But yeah, we once that's done, then then we all go. I mean, this is they're having little brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? I, you know, I won't let anybody hurt my own children. I am not going to let anybody hurt another, another child. I yeah. don't, you know, I don't care if they're blood related or not. But when, Like Cookie you said, when you look in their face and you see fear and the next minute, you know, they're on the bike and they're leaning, we're giving little rides around the neighborhood and they're leaning back, waving or putting a thumbs up because they want to go again they're excited. They feel comfortable for the first time in a long time. I think they empower us. You know, our paycheck is seeing that smile on their face. None of us get paid for for what we do. It is all our, we're going to ride anyway. Now we ride for for a very good reason, you know, but just seeing them smile. We've had some pretty serious cases, but this brotherhood and sisterhood that we have in Baca is one of the most phenomenal things that I have ever been a part of, actually, it's the longest I've ever been a part of anything, even a job, because I believe in what we do. All we have to do is make a phone call. And it's amazing how many people will show up from different states, different countries. They'll ride in, fly in, drive in, doesn't matter. You know, we call for, like Cookie said, all we have to do is make a phone call and they don't even have to give a reason. You know, But but just to see them I love it when they do get sarcastic. They, <laughs> that says they're comfortable with us, and that's a bonus.
1: Well, anybody that's an adult that isn't just spurred to action immediately when they hear of a child that is in danger, to me, just isn't worth their weight in salt. So, and, I, yeah. and I'm sure you guys feel the same way.
2: Yeah, the old <laughs> "I don't want to get involved," you know, but yeah, you know, again. If it was somebody in their family that was hurt, they'd want everybody to get involved. It's kind of contradictory. You know, we, we, uh, it's not my problem, but yes, it is because when that kid grows up, he grows up angry and your house gets robbed by that kid. Now it becomes your problem and you want something done about it. You should have done something back then to help this kid. And, and that's the cycle that, that needs to be broken. You know what I mean? So they are so worth it. I, I just I, I don't understand it like you said, Jared. I don't understand how anybody can look at a child and 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 hurt them. I I just don't. There's other ways of dealing with things, you know. But but beating them or or you know sexually abusing them is just I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah,
0: you, you know another another big thing where I think people just kind of miss the mark on a little bit is this. It's it's the perception of of who who these children are. You know, and and just to clarify, what I mean is, it doesn't matter. We 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 roll into just as many trailer park area homes in the ghetto as we do in upper class, ritzy neighborhoods that that have many mansions in them. And so it's like this. I think there's a perception out there that child abuse only happens in in lower socioeconomic neighborhoods, or or just where you would think it looks like something would happen here. And it, it, it's just not true. This is happening widespread. This is happening by the people that you would least expect. It. You, you know, it's, it's, it's a guy with a Rolex and a suit and a, and a Lexus car rolling up to a stop, not the guy in the creepy, you know, window tinted white out van that, that all the movies portray as the bad people doing, doing kidnapping and stuff. So I think it's a big, you know, a big concept for people to understand is this can happen in any neighborhood. This can happen in any park, any any household. It, there is no bounds socioeconomic-wise of when abuse can take place. And we need to start waking up as, as a society and and being those eyes on the street. Our business owners are, our, our, you know, the the serious community leaders, all this stuff in the church organizations and everyone. We are the first line of defense by the see something, say something. And that's where we have to be looking yeah. everywhere, not just in... Places where you think or or associate in your mind that it looked like it would happen here. The truth is, it can happen anywhere. We need to be watching, no matter where we're at.
1: Oh, that's well said, Cookie. And I, yes, I I actually interviewed. I don't know if you've ever heard of Jim Clemente. He was an mm-hmm. FBI profiler, and he he's kind of the inspiration behind Criminal Minds, that TV show. Yep. And um, yeah, the guy's brilliant. He's awesome, and. One of, his, one of the things that he said that he emphasized over and over is that the thing that you were talking about, Nitro, that the stranger danger that we used to talk about, mm-hmm. that's not where the danger is really coming from. Right. Most of the time, kids that are being abused, especially the sexual abuse, is not coming from a stranger. They are being groomed by someone that a neighbor, sometimes even a family member, cousins, You know, it's there, there's all sorts of directions that these child, these children are being endangered by, but a lot of times they know the person that is grooming them. And that's why there's an immediate level of trust. And then that, that person is, is acting on them. And so that's why it's so critical to teach children. It's not necessarily stranger danger. It's, this is the type of behavior that is not acceptable you know, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Uncle Charlie or, you know, your cousin, Susie, they are not allowed to touch you here. They are not allowed to do this, you know, those kind of, and they're tough conversations, but every parent needs to have those conversations with their children. And, and that, because the child is also a line of defense. They, they may not be able to physically defend themselves, but they can tell you if something like that happens, and they're aware of it, and they know that that's a warning sign. Then they can start. They can they can alert the parent to what's going on, and then hopefully a, lo- a lot of that uh, abuse can stop. But prior to or or post that criminal action has to happen, and they have to go to the courts. You know that's that that whole intimidation factor. You know, getting some guy will get his buddies to come and um, and sit in a courtroom yeah. and stare at the kid or you know whatever stare at the family those kind of things to me is just yeah and like you said even even in the, the wealthier neighborhoods it's yeah. the same thing you know the, the the person's proclivities toward whatever abuse that they you know they denigrate themselves into then you know that's that's not an economic thing. Thanks for joining us. Your attention today brings us one step closer to exposing and eliminating the evil that brings crime to our communities. Hit subscribe and share this episode. Together, we will bring justice to every victim.